That is blessings, and um, <laughs> uh, and you're listening to um, Wanda's Picks, a Black Arts and Cultural Program of the African Sisters Media Network, and we are so excited to have joining us this afternoon. Uh, we've got our dear sister Javelin Richards, who is no stranger to Wanda's Picks. Radio show. Good morning, uh, Joblin in Hawaii, and good afternoon for those who are listening here because y'all is a little ahead of us, a lot ahead of us, like at 9 a.m., right? <laughs> yes, yes. Thanks for getting up for us. And, and we also have joining us uh, our dear brother, Damu Sudi Ali, who has a new CD out called, um, I believe, um, which is your new CD uh, called, Zamu? I know Blessings is on it, but what's the new CD called? It's called Serenity. Serenity, Serenity right. I knew, I knew it was one of those affirmation words, Blessings, yeah. Serenity. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell us about Blessings, which we opened a little bit, like a little teaser from an earlier recording with your dear friend, um, Baba Kamal, uh, say too? Yeah. Yeah, that 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 recording of is is dear to my heart because it's the first uh, recording of it, and I really think Jamila Asha is her last name. Jamila Asha did a wonderful job. I wanted to use her uh, for this recording for the latest recording of Blessings, but she was too busy. Very talented, a wonderful uh, vocalist and composer too, and actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamila, mm-hmm. uh, and Blessings was inspired by a sermon I heard uh, around 1983, I guess, 1984, uh, by the founder of Wolf Community Church. And uh, I wrote the words first, and then I mm-hmm. uh, put the words to music and uh, had the good fortune to record it with my good friend Kamal Said, too, may he rest in peace, uh, Kenneth Bird. And may he rest in peace. And uh, and um, the other cast of Umoja. So that that, that mm-hmm. that's a, a song dear to my heart. My son says that song of all uh, of all my compositions, song he liked the most. So I mm-hmm. like it too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so do we, so do we. And and you and your uh, longtime collaborator, Javelin Richards, are going to be on stage on Monday at the New Parkway Theater. Miss Pat is coming to town um, again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. And, um, and so we're looking forward to our conversation today talking about it. And, Javelin, um, you write that you are a writer, performance artist, and community theater um, artist and a film director. And uh, as a solo performance artist, your work premiered at selected venues such as The Marsh uh, in San Francisco, Afro Solo. That was a beautiful performance. I've seen you at both spaces. La Pena Culture Center there, too. Miss Pat loves that space. <laughs> in Berkeley, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Women's Theater Festival, uh, the National Black Theater Festival, Bennett College, in North Carolina, the Central Eastern University in Budapest, uh, Hungary, um, and uh, the Cuss Cuss Theater in Berlin, Germany. Love that name, Cuss Cuss. Coolness. Um, You're currently working on a six-part drama series which runs on Hawaii television, The Space Between Us, in collaboration with um, Olelo? Olelo. Olelo Community Media Center, and you're part of Pacifica Radio, uh, KPFA uh, 94.2. I thought it was 94.1. Did it change? It is uh, 94.1. No. It is 94.1. Excuse me, what did you say, Joplin? It is 94.1. That's probably a typo that I sent you, 94.1. Oh, okay. okay, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, Women's Magazine, uh, where um, you produce and host Conscious Conversations. And uh, you're opening the door to your own performance company as artistic director with Rightfully Yours Performance Academy. Oh, congratulations. How lovely. Thank you. And, Javelin, I'm going to let you introduce our dear friend, um, Brother Damu, Elder Damu, um, yeah, who, oh, my goodness, there's so much you could say about Damu, but you all have been working doing these these pieces, um, you know, Miss Pat's House and other work, um, for a number of years, um, I think this might be number five. Um, you know, this five might be this. This might be your fifth collaboration. So, as long as you could tell us a little bit about Brother Damu and how you all met, and then Damu, you can come in and da 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 da, and then you could tell us what's coming up. You know, and who is Lee? You know, the person that you're going to be honoring this 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 Monday, coming. Exactly. So years ago. Uh, I had been working in theater, as you mentioned, some of the places, the venues. And one of the people that I had started working with was Roberta Murdoch. And she, uh, she's a, she'll actually be joining us Monday on the 22nd. And I, the work that I do on stage uh, as a director, I always, regardless of the project, I always bring to the stage music rooted in the history of blackness and that is jazz, and that is blues. And I was in search of that, interesting enough, in the Bay Area, and I wanted to have someone who also had a theater background, who also had not just played jazz, but had a deep love. And so I'm in circle with my actors at the time, and I'm talking about the characters and, and why I choose jazz as their emotional landscape. And then she said, you have to be Damu. 
And then she talked about him and the work that he'd been doing in the Bay Area, in the school systems, throughout clubs, et cetera. And then I did. And that began our relationship uh, in, in a creative, artistic relationship. And I found out he was a poet and that he, his uh, literary expansion of artists that I appreciate, Toni Morrison being one of the top ones that we had dialogue with. And what he brought with his musicians to the stage at the Exit Theater, we did Tootsies, uh, which is a Miss Pat takes on different hats. So sometimes she's Tootsie, sometimes she's Miss Pat. Uh, and so he was there at the Exit Theater at La Pena Theater, which is a very difficult piece that we did uh, uh, in theater. And also another difficult piece we did. When I say difficult, it means that the, the cast on the stage are from challenged communities that are holding up the sky every day under extreme systems. And so they're telling their stories one way or another. So it takes, and I, that's why I wanted sensitive, loving introspective musicians, and that move came into the picture, and everybody um, felt the cohesiveness. And the musicians he brought on had the same energy that he did, and I saw that that's a part of how he walked in life. That's his spiritual philosophy, cohesiveness, compassion, humanity. And so now we're about to set off another venture. Did I do you justice, Brother Damu? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But what such time. Javelin, well, uh, it, you know, as a mutual uh, feeling of, uh, uh, I have for, for, for you, Javelin, and, and, and for you too, Wanda, uh, we're all uh, artists. And uh, yeah. we are shining our light. And I, it's just a blessing to be here with you guys and to have met you both and to be uh, on this journey together. Uh, it's, it's wonderful, you know. I'm, and why I'm knows a bit very excited. Inspired. You say what? I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired. Yes. And so this Monday on the 22nd, we're bringing – Ms. Pat ran for a close to a decade in the Bay Area, and it was voted one of the best fictional brothels in the Bay Area and anywhere. So it's a magical fictional brothel, and the creation of Miss Pat's house comes from uh, work that I was doing um, in my research I was doing in my uh, master's for my uh, MFA. But the research went all the way back to my childhood where I wanted to, to, to look at narratives that had been demonized and one of the narratives was, went back, particularly in black and brown communities. And one of the narratives that was important to me is that I had the, I had the lovely childhood of growing up with women who had worked in brothels. And that, but before I knew that story, because I was at, you know, when you're four and five, the grown folks don't tell you their business like that. You just kind of discover it. What I, so I had a chance to see them as people. My grandparents had a grocery store. They came in behind the grocery store when they left the brothel. They would come to uh, behind the grocery store in the house, and they would eat food and cook and, t- and talk and laugh and play and tell stories. And a lot of the women, the work that they did was to support their families. I have one particular woman, her husband had suffered post-traumatic stress syndrome, and so he was 
he could not work. And so she was taking, holding down the house. And as a black woman, it's, it's finding the other folks, and that's how she chose that path. So, Ms., so I wanted to change narrative because I saw them feeding people in the community. I saw the sisterhood, the brotherhood, the the passion, some of the musicians that came through there that would come to my grandmother's after the, the morning light. And it made a huge impact of how I see community. So then I created Miss Pat as part of my thesis project, and in, I ran it every year. Uh, one or two times a year, particularly at uh, La Pena Cultural Center. And now we're bringing it back to the new Parkway Theater, Carol Lee, last name spelled L-E-I-G-H, passed away in the fall. And Carol Lee was the videographer for Ms. Pat for those 10 years. She coined the phrase sex worker. She was a sex activist in San Francisco and around the world. And when she passed, Harvard did a big spread on her. They came to get her archives. She was an intellect, a uh, sex activist, and, uh, and an artist. So that's how I came to know when she first came to Miss Pass when she read about this fictional brothel and it interested her as a, a sex worker advocate. And so we got together and when she, and she wanted me to direct her in a play, but that didn't happen because she left the planet. And so uh, we're, I'm coming back there, and on the t- May 22nd, we're going to, I'm running Miss Pat's house again, and Miss Pat's house is a brothel with the characters that come inside, and their characters throughout history, most of them take place in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, that's where their story opens up, and they've been discarded by the world, they have no place else to go, They and so they come to Miss Pat's to live out their life, including a woman uh, named Miss Lucy, who's 100 years old, and she had nowhere to go. And she was a real person growing up, I knew. She had nowhere to go as um, a hundred and some year old woman and not having resources. And who let her in? The brothel opened their doors and said, well, you'll come here. You'll live with us. So it became community family. So we're going to be performing May 22nd, and the characters that are coming there, uh, we'll be running to flee whatever challenges. It's, it's a fun time, but it also deals with some cultural issues that we don't talk about in our system. Like one character I will tell you as Miss Lily, who was in the 30s in the biracial past for white, sort of the imitation of life character uh, born to uh, in Alabama in Geechee uh, Mama, uh, speaking mama, and uh, how she abandons her mama again imitation of life, but then what happens to her when she blends inside of the white world? What happens? And all of the characters are going to end up in the brothel, so we all know at the beginning of their story that whatever's going to happen, they're going to have to flee that situation for their very life, and they're going to have to go to the brothel. Yeah. Um, before I ask you, Don Wu, to, to tell me about, you know, sort of um, how you feel about you know, the topic and, I mean, you know, just talk a little bit about the space that uh, you're going to be occupying. I just wanted to let you know, Javelin, now that you have uh, uh, refreshed my memory on on Carol Lee, uh, you all both were on my radio show um, in um, 2019, um, I think March. No, no, May 14th, almost, 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 what? 
four years ago. <laughs> um, up to the day. Yeah, okay. yeah, you were on my radio show because right now is the um, uh, I saw it in the um, Eventbrite. There's something happening that Miss Pat's house is a part of. You could talk about that too, but um, cause yeah. I don't have it right in mind. I have to read it, and you could just tell me, tell us. But yeah, I'm just looking at visuals with a picture of her with a big poster: "Sex Workers Unite, uh, Decriminalized yeah. Prostitution," and in the bio. Carol Lee has been an artist and sex worker activist since the late 70s when she coined the term sex worker, which is what you just said, and there's a link. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lee's activism spans decades as a Coyote member, founding member of ACT UP and uh, SWOP and co-founder of the Bay Area Sex Worker Advocacy Network, um, based one. She has performed internationally as Scarlet, uh, Harlot, and you have another name too, um, I noticed, and you can tell us what that is, including several years touring with the Sex Worker Art Show Tour. In 1999, she founded the San Francisco Sex Worker Film and Art Festival, which is what we were talking about at that point, but I remember that festival was big. Many of Lee's videos can be viewed um, at scarletharlot.com. Lee was lead organizer of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors Task Force on Prostitution, she worked closely with uh, Desiree uh, Alliance, supporting an intersectional economic, racial, gender justice emphasis within the sex worker rights movement. Lee served as consultant for AIM for Human Rights Trafficking Policy Impact Tool in the Netherlands. She currently sits, or she sat um, in 2019, <laughs> on the Sex Worker Trafficking Policy Impact Committee on the San Francisco Mayor's Task Force on Trafficking. And uh, since, 19, since 2003, she uh, administered at that particular point the Trafficking Policy Research Project collecting material on the impact of U.S. anti-trafficking policies. She received a generous grant from the Creative Work Fund for the Sex Worker Media Library in collaboration with the Center for Sex and Culture. Uh, for several years, she also focused on this library and collection of work collateral damage, sex workers, and the anti-trafficking campaign. And she's really connected in in, um, uh, in in databases. And so you could just put her name in and you get all this richness. Oh, wow. Mm. Thank you, Job, for honoring her. I totally remember her and that great conversation. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's who she is. Okay. Oh, I shaved her name and her memory. May she rest yeah. well and her work continue. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Damu, Damu, let's hear what you, I, Javelin was saying before we went on that you don't know what to expect because Miss Pat, you know, she just be coming, you know, she just be flowing. Yeah, so how I, does that work? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I know a little bit of what to expect from, from Javelin, <laughs> and that's uh, a lot of uh, energy, good energy, um, uh, uh a very in-depth uh, study of whatever uh, subject uh, she's bringing uh, to the public's uh, attention. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I just uh, – I really look forward to it. I I, 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 I say this. Uh, I have to say this, just to be uh, honest. I don't advocate prostitution <laughs> or sex work, I, I, you know, because of uh, things that happen to me. But who am I to say about 
that. Uh, uh, I, art is art, and I think we should express, uh, um, you know, uh, the needs and uh, what what is happening, especially with sex workers, uh, because I have an uh, I have an affinity for sex workers, not for sex, but because uh, the first uh, person who I fell in love with uh, fell into that. Uh, she became a prostitute. Um, mm-hmm. or, if you will. And uh, mm-hmm. needless to say, my heart was broken. It still is. Uh, I wonder sometimes where she's at, how she's doing. And um, mm-hmm. I think she would want me to do this. And so um, I'm doing it for that reason. I'm doing it uh, because I like working with the jobland. I think the mm-hmm. subject needs to be aired and people need to know what's going on. And, uh, yeah, so that's the short answer. Yeah, and here's the interesting thing about that, that even though, like, when people think about coming to Miss Pat, I think they, they originally, of course, it's Miss Pat's brothel. So they think that it's going to be focused in about sex. Absolutely not. Not that they're, like, because that's not the center. Miss Pat's house, it represents the brothels and communities in the early 1900s, not, not all favorable at all. But some of them were the spaces where people could go to, they, they acted as hotels, they acted as uh, homes, they acted as spaces. So people talk about the green book that people traveled with. Some of those place, places people can go would even be a brothel that they can go if they was traveling. So they were the only resources. We they, At that time in history, there wasn't hotels that, that uh folks could uh, check into. And a lot of musicians that were traveling that couldn't stay in hotel city to city, they actually would find a brothel, not because they were going there because they was looking for what, because under patriarchal sky, we think about, oh, yeah, it's, it's just sex, sex, sex. They, for the food, for the rest, for the music, the gambling, uh, and that was the heart of it. And even, and I don't know this to be true, true, but I did hear it from a, a relatively reliable source that Jimmy Scott, uh, uh, when he came to Milwaukee, actually stayed at one of the, the well-known loving brothels there. And if anyone knows Jimmy, Jimmy Scott. No, who is that, Joan? I was going to ask you, who is that? He's a, okay, Jimmy Scott, he, his, he was a vocalist. He sang. He had a, a higher voice. They thought he was a woman when he oh. sang. He was friends with Billie Holiday. Oh, a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, now and, I know. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought you were kidding uh, when you said who was Jimmy Scott. Um, well, <laughs> well, I was. Yeah, I, I know. I know him now because of what she's describing. I, I know that character. Uh, yeah, and I've heard him yeah. sing. Uh, now that she's describing him. Oh, so no, when no, when you said it, I, I thought you were kidding, uh, so that Javelin could tell our audience, because a lot of people don't know Jimmy Scott, little Jimmy exactly. Scott, and he was exactly. wonderful, and I yeah. got a chance to see him live a couple of yeah. times um, through SF Jazz yeah. at the Paramount, and he was amazing. Like, he sounded amazing. like he sounded all the way until he made, he made his transition. It was like, oh, my goodness, you know, like, right. wow. Wow. Yeah, and he and I actually, he was my very first interview for KCFA, and we actually ended up friends on the phone. Like, we had a blast 
we would just sit on oh, the phone wow. and talk. Yeah, but in my pre-interview with him, we ended up being so cool and connected that we continued our friendship and on the phone and would talk and laugh well into the night. Uh, but the brothel deals with social issues. It deals with racism. It deals with homophobiaism. It deals with – so those are the subject matters. So when people come in this past, they learn a lot of what we really don't – we have a difficult time uh, talking about outside of with ourselves. Like, for instance, as I said, Miss Lily, like, we're going to tell the story of how uh, her life being raised in in a space with a mother who she became ashamed of, again, imitation of life. And so we're going to have three characters are going to tell three stories about their lives. And one, one is a four-year-old boy. Cause I've been, and, and so the part of, uh, and this is the first time Damu will work with me with this, me as a solo performance artist. And what I'm known for is called improvisational narrative. Like I create a picture frame, a time frame in history, what, who's in there, what kind of storytelling. And I live with them and sleep with them emotionally and try to ask myself questions. Like I want to understand this four-year-old boy's journey. And why why would he end up in Miss Pat's house? What happened in his life? And I know that it's like 1919, so we can, and I know he's coming from the South, so go ahead on and play with your own imagination as I'm talking to you. Why would a four-year-old black child go to Miss Pat's house? If we know that that home that Miss Pat creates, the, the, the back story is whatever they do behind a closed door, but the front story is where there's food, there's warmth, there's, there's, there's laughter, there's tenderness, there's Miss Lucy, who's 100-some years old, who tells stories. We know home. We know home. So it's a magical brothel. And so what happens that she's able to find the people wherever they are and bring them to her to say, you coming home with me. You coming home with me. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, so, and it's not for anyone who said, oh, my gosh, I'm not hanging out. 20 seconds, you know, tickets for the park, new Parkway Theater. And so the doors <laughs> open at 30 and go up in there, and they up in there laying on No, 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 but you're going to discourage why folks migrated from the south and what happened when they got to northern cities uh, and how brought those. Imagine in 1920 or when, and not having defined work, and all of a sudden a woman hangs out the window and say, listen, if you can get this line looking something more decent it is, uh, uh, I give you $20. You got $20, sir. And that you can cut that line in 1920 and go home and say to, to your partner, the rent's paid. And tell the boys to get up out of bed and come help with these groceries. And she say, "What? Where you get money for groceries? What you done? What you done done? What you done done? These are the I worked. I got a good work, honest yeah. work. I went down there and yeah. cut the lawn right down the street. And say where? At that that place. You tell me where that woman in them? Yeah. And they got lawn like everybody else. And they paid me to cut the grass. And I can't do this here if I go three blocks over and get nobody to pay me to cut their grass. And, in fact, mm-hmm. they need some plumbing stuff done. I'm calling my daddy because, you know, he loves for good plumbing. <laughs> so you're gonna... That's what I meant about uh, what you bring to the subjects, uh, uh, Javelin, and what I appreciate, the human side of things, you know, even yeah. even though it might seem negative. So that's what I appreciate. And, uh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, what I really like. So, Javelin, I don't remember um, any character as young as four. Is this the first time, uh, or did I just miss an episode? No, I've no, no, no. It wasn't what I. What happened was that I was lately, and I think as artists, we just get fixated on something, right? And Mm -hmm. I just wondering, like. Whenever there's these acts of violence against black bodies in the street, and mm-hmm. I've worked in East and West Oakland and just all over the place, and, I, and it's always the scene unfolds, and I, I guess it was something happening a year or so ago, and I saw it, and there was kids around. I kept thinking, what happens to somebody four years old? They're standing there with their thumb in their mouth, and somebody is murdered. And what if they know the person? Because it just seems as if it becomes a display of okayness that no one considers the the emotional landscape of the children. And then also in my novel I was writing, there was a scene where where the the, um, the person who has beating a slave to death and the children were, were told to watch so they could know not to even think about growing up to want freedom. And so it haunted me and stayed with me. And then as I began to approach the, when I was asked to come there for Carol Lee and to bring her into Miss Pat at the celebration mm-hmm. of her life, the little boy story came. I wanted to explore, like, how do you, how do we heal? How do we heal as grown people? And I started to think about our inner child. How do we heal? And I think healing, and I was telling Damu the other day, because we had some fantastic conversations, and I said one of the greatest revolutions of black folks right now is to heal. That's a revolution. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And in fact, night of the show, one of the things that I want to incorporate, that while the stories are being told, and this is, again, experimenting with new ways to approach theater, life, and art, I want people, because it's a beautiful space with couches and chairs, if anyone's been there, I want people to really mm-hmm. get, to give themselves permission if they come with a partner or they see somebody where they look like a little something, something they want to get to know, and they move their bodies to the story, to the jazz, and allow the challenges of the story to go inside of them with the music and see how what that does to their own uh, healing, their own memory. And I think, like, to, what would it be like to be hearing a story that would hurt my heart, but that I also hear the sound of the piano, and I hear the sound of the bass in the sack, and I hear the sound of the stories of the words of a little boy with his thumb in his mouth, and then I'm moving my body about against someone I carry, and they're holding me. What kind of things would happen in my body? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's something that in this story on the 22nd, in this event that we're going to do, Damu and I together with Roberta, and Damu will tell you about the other musicians that, and I'm, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm inviting Nakia, who's a sound bowl healer, for those that want to sit in the chair while the music, while the story, while people are dancing, they sit in the chair and she puts a sound bowl on their back and, and tap it, and it, the sound bowl mm-hmm. goes by their body. So I want this to be a healing story music session. I just want to play, experiment with the new ways of being human with one another. 
Yeah. Hmm. I right. love that. New ways of being human. That's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. Um, then yeah, before yeah. you speak, I'm going to be thinking way. about how how um, I, I really like the Pat Miss Pat's house stays because you can you feel safe. Like these characters, these people that have been wandering, these spirits that have been wandering. When they find the house, they can rest because they're safe. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a sanctuary without words mm-hmm. on it, like without, you know, because sometimes, you know, sanctuaries have posts, you know, like they say, you know, sanctuary, you know, and you know certain places are sanctuary. At least you hope they are, and then you're, and yeah. then you're betrayed. I'm thinking about what happened in Rwanda around sanctuary, yeah. and people thought they were safe, and then they weren't. Um, you know, in these church spaces and things like that because of the leadership, you know, was mm-hmm. corrupt. Past mm-hmm. house, you know, she's like through and through, you know, um, just like Ann Esther, um, you know, they they sisters. <laughs> I'm talking Ann Esther, you know, August Wilson's character um, who lives mm-hmm. at the top of the hill with the red door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one of those kind of mamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you be really conjuring, Javelin. It's like a it's like a spiritual space, you know, when you and Yeah Yeah and I would get together and talk and conjure and stir the pots. It's like mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, get you back anything that ain't right 'cause it ain't it ain't happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so we, good to put it too, uh of wonder that she be conjuring <laughs> in a good way. In in a good mm-hmm. way. That's uh, yeah, uh, that's what I like about it too. Uh, you know, getting people to just come in, settle in, and let's uh, let's uh, communicate on a very deep level as uh, mm-hmm. as human. Beings, you know, let's just start uh, uh, from the beginning and not be judgmental. You know, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and see the mm-hmm. human side of everything. I appreciate that. That's why I'm. I'm I'm very excited about doing this, and uh, I I had a conversation with a uh, with a lady who uh, is uh, facilitates a writers group that I'm in, and she told me, uh, she said I'm gonna buy a ticket, Damu, uh, but I don't know if I'm gonna come because I don't know if I want to deal with the subject matter. So you know something, you know yeah. people are coming from that place. So I tried wow. to I tried to explain to her that no, it's not going to be like that. You know, please come uh, because yeah. I, can testify, I can testify that it will be about healing. It won't be something like like you're, you're thinking about. But, you know, that's mm. people's reaction to the subject. People are just, you know, nobody feels even uh, comfortable talking about mm. and, and, and And the human need for sex. And there he is a oh. human for sex, you know. I mean, you know, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think we're you sexual beings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you were explaining something about what What about those people who can't get sex any other kind of way? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. something that, because, uh, you know, sex is very important. Not as important as food, but a close second maybe. I don't know. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, I think that a lot of the, again, first I want to say to the, the, your listeners that 
I, I'm always surprised when people have a hesitation when they hear the word brothel, and then I do explain to them, you're not, there will be no sex up in there. And I don't say that because it shouldn't be. I say that because the work I do is really dealing with social issues that we don't really get a chance to see in a, in a place where they're safe to be told, right? So right. we can say critical race theory. We can say uh, different parts of history. I try to, what well, I don't try, but I extract love and intimacy. That's at the, the core of my work. Black love and intimacy. I try to show the beauty in someone passing a coffee cup across the table to someone sitting there without the words to say, I can't go on. I can't. And they pass that coffee cup, and the sound of that coffee cup against that table is speaking to them to say, you will go on because you have gone on and you're here with me right now, mm-hmm. right? This is what this is about. And so I'm always shocked when I hear people say, well, I don't want to deal with that subject because I think that that's also part of the the um, the, the culture of, of uh, patriarchal white supremacy, whatever you want to call it, capitalism, that it, it has taken something as beautiful as intimacy and reshaped it and also – uh, taken the capacity for people to work in ways in which they would and then have to make choices about their bodies. Addiction leads to doing things with their bodies and their minds they wouldn't want to. This is a cultural, a, 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 a cultural meaning of American culture. One of the best yeah. lessons I learned when I was, like Carol had me come and teach workshops for the Sex Workers Festival. And that says after she had become the Miss Path and trusted my work as a as an artist and theater director, she wanted me to come and, and teach at the classes. And here's where I learned a really beautiful lesson that connects us to this story, the de, uh, deconstructing. So one of the women who came from China, we hired a translator for her language. She didn't speak English. She came to tell her story on stage, and I was her de- uh, director. And her story was this. Whatever town she was born in in China, she was around 13 years old, and whatever the politics, the economy there so is, was, it is extreme, and they were starving literally to death. She went into the bedrooms of her parents, and because she, she knew that there were women who were, were with their bodies selling them in the town that she lived in, and she went to them, and she asked their permission I want your permission in her language. Think with Mandarin. I want, can I have your permission? I am of no use to you. I am no use to you sitting here crying for food. I am no use to you this way. Let me be of use to you. Let me honor you, mother and father. Let me go do this here with your blessing. And they wept and they wept and they wept. She'd already lost one sibling to the trauma of what was going on, and I don't know all the story that was happening, um, but there are things that happen in other countries that are more even inti- as intense here in the United States. And then they finally gave her the blessings the only way they could by simply bowing their head. Mm-hmm. And so she 
went into that and her family was saved from many of the frailties and vulnerabilities of life. Fast forward, by the time I met her, she was well into her 40s. And I'm listening to her, the translator tell me her story, and I'm sitting here trying to hold my bones and flesh together for the amount mm-hmm. of pain and thought of seeing her, what it took for this 13-year-old little girl to, to leave her, her room and to walk the steps to know that she's about to ask her family that it will bring shame upon us, but I am of no use to you. I am of no use to you. These are the human stories that, that I, and maybe I'm a little twerky-worky, but I fall in love with the stories of people who are brave enough to admit that I have nowhere else to go. Richard Wright talks about it. I think what me and Demo was debating, and it was a James Bond went in another country. Toni Morrison talks about it. But the brothel holds the stories. So it is for anyone listening, it's not about sex. And even I just left, left New Orleans. And the show that the type of show, it was ne- it's never just sex. It's never. It's never just sex. It's about people. It's about intimacy. It's about fear. It's about being seen. It's about touch. It's about calling out. It is about all those elements. It's never about sex. Whoever told that story was void of spirit, a void of soul, a void. They were void of love. It's never about sex. The stories of people, when fast forward, you ask them questions. Damu just told us a brief story of his first love and his heart is still in his own way broken. And he still wonders where she's at what she's doing, what is life like, and how that, that was his first love, someone who would, for whatever reason, whatever reason, had moments of brokenness, and that's how by the time she reached his arms. And I'm glad she had his arms for one minute, two minutes, one month, one year, that wherever she's at, if there's a moment that she's not happy, she can say, I, I know what it's like to have been held. I know what it's like for someone that wanted to save me because I was worth saving. They thought I was worth saving. Saving. Yeah. Right? Now oh, yeah. Say. Yeah. So if y'all interested in the show, as y'all listening, it's, it's um, Monday, <laughs> May 22nd, and tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. And it's Carol Lee in the house of Miss Pat. And her last name is spelled L-E-I-G-H. And I would love to see you. And I would love to see some of you holding each other. I always say that jazz was at the forefront of the the civil rights movement. Jazz, as Toni Morrison said in her novel, like, for instance, in her novel Jazz, somebody somebody gets murdered. So y'all don't want to talk about murder. Somebody goes to the funeral home with a knife to cut the corpse of the woman that's dead because she slept with her husband. What you talking about, you? You 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 got some concerns about the subject matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. So, Jabba, what time is the uh, is the play? The doors open at 6.30, and we get started at 7, and 
we're going to do our thing. I'm going to tell stories, and I'm going to be done, and then Damu and his folks are going to play, and there's food there, food and drinks mm-hmm. there, and it's all kind of, uh, so it's going to be a really, it's an experience. If, if It's an experience, and I think that if you want to hear some stories that sometimes can be a little bit hard, uh, but also told with joy and love and compassion, and I, and again, it's improvisational narrative, so some, a lot of times on stage, I'm quite surprised at what the stories are telling me. I was in New Orleans, and I was playing the character of 108 years old. It was 1932, and the woman told me a story. Uh, as I'm telling the audience, she's telling me and my soul. And I paused. I said, I got to cry. I just got to mm. cry. It was mm. the sweetest love story I'd ever heard. Mm. 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 Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Mm. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I am. Yeah. So Damu, tell us who um, who's going to be uh, performing with you. Who who are you bringing? Okay, uh, uh, a uh, a group of just very fine musicians. I'm so blessed to uh, uh, be playing with these musicians. I'm blessed that they responded to my call for musicians to do my recording. These will be the uh, very same musicians who recorded. Uh, with me, uh, except for uh, Michael Spencer, drummer. Uh, but but other than that, it will be the same band that uh, performed uh, and did the recording with me. Uh, and, of course, uh, minus uh, uh, the singer, uh, Latrice Love. Um, but uh, the group will be a great saxophonist from um, um, Los Angeles, who is uh, working with Dwight Tribble at the world-famous uh, cultural center called the World Stage in, in Los Angeles, in the Murray Park. Ralph Nelson Gibson will be playing tenor saxophone and uh, and, and uh, soprano saxophone, uh, a very good friend, good brother. Uh, on bass uh, will be... Um, uh, uh, bass player who has a ubiquitous presence on the jazz scene in in, in Oakland. Uh, he plays with everybody because he's that good. Uh, Eric Hunt. Well, his first name is Olean. Olean Eric Hunt would be on upright bass. He might play uh, 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 electric bass as, as, as well. And uh, um, Eric is also a great composer of his own right. So it was such a wonderful blessing to ask Eric to uh, do the recording, and he said, sure, man, I'm excited to do that. And he's also excited to do the play. So it's going to be great. Um, that's uh, we, uh, So I gave you the bass player, and I gave you the saxophone player, and myself, uh, Damu Sudi Ali on, on piano. We won't have a drummer. Uh, and um, Roberta Murdoch who is an old friend, good friend, will be uh, singing uh, perhaps a couple of songs with, her, with us also. And I may uh, attempt some vocals myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's going to be a really wonderful experience. Wow. It's going to be awesome. 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 Wow. Well, thank you so much, Javelin, for, um, you know, bringing um, – you know, Miss Pat's house here, you know, to honor uh, our dear uh, ancestor, uh, Carol Lee. 
Um, yeah, it's gonna really be something. It's gonna really it's gonna be, be something. You you really you really you really bring it. I mean, you know, when yes. somebody's been in the room, it's like you never forget yeah. being there. It's like yeah, one yeah. of those yeah, yeah, you don't wanna miss it and if you do it, it's one of those life changing experiences. Yes, I fly out in the morning, I'll be there for the show, and then I'm flying back to Hawaii, and I'll be able to, um, I'm actually, they're gonna, we're going to film it, and it'll air here on Hawaii TV, and they really love mm-hmm. my work here, and many, many, because they have a whole different kind of, uh, they love the, the hard stories, the tender loving stories of, of black folks on stage, and I'm telling the stories of, and they get a chance to embrace it in the lower spirit, so I fly out in the morning mm-hmm. for the Bay Area. Glad to be back for for a little. Yes, so thank you for this time together, both of you. And thank you, yeah, thank you, and thank you for including me in the project. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate. Okay. Cool. Is um is is um our I'm trying to think is your television program all of your activities are they all linked to your website your name at um joblinriches.com or do you have another place for people to go well when I get back here I'm going to I'm building the rightfully yours uh, performance academy website and the link to the show that air here will be on there Mm -hmm. so Give me give give me about a month or so. Those who come, but it's Joblin Richards. In the meantime, I'm working on the site, so I'm in transition with that. But then they'll be okay. able to find it once they move in. So maybe I'll come on at, at the end of summer and have a conversation with you. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Who knows? And be to update folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, great. Right. Well, you take good care, Joblin, and safe travels. And always good to speak to you, Damu. Thank you all both so much. And Damu. Um, I'm thinking, um, can I play another one of your songs to close the show? And if so, which one? <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to hear Willie Jeter sing uh, uh, Three Strikes," the blues. We're gonna go from blessings oh. to the blues. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can totally do that. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Super. Well, you all take good care. Okay. And thank you again so yeah, much for joining us, and look forward to the next conversation. Yeah. Bye-bye. Safe travel. I'll see you when you get here. God bless you all. All right. Thank you all. See you soon. Bye-bye. Nothing. Bye. Like charity, the girls keep coming and coming and coming. No, you got to keep love humming like the tar. Oh, yeah, it will stop, drop, stop, drop. Goodbye to love. I hate to see you go. Hello, heartache, you're coming. I know love is such a silly game. When you lose it, you're not the same. Thinking about the love I had makes me feel so sad. Love can be so cruel. Down low, God, let's move, baby. 
so sweet Knock you off your feet and have you flying High up in the clouds, not a worry to be had My heart was constantly glad What is that illusion? A ball of confusion You had me spinning and turning around I must have been acting like a clown You were smiling and laughing at me I was so blind I could not see you Flying high up in the sky, not a worry to be 
had my heart was constantly glad Was it an illusion of a ball of confusion Had me turning and spinning around I must have been acting like a clown Cause you kept smiling laughing at me I was blind, I could not see Three strikes Now we forgot, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was so nice. But Damu, since you're still still with us, you can have the last word. Oh, well, the last word is all praises to the Most High for bringing uh, our spirits and souls together on this day. Wonder, I cherish uh, uh, my friendship with you and Javelin and our uh, combined uh, energy and dedication to the arts and to the uplifting of our people. Um, and uh, I, I just love the way you guys are shining your light and helping me to shine mine as well and, and, and other people. As well. So, you know, thank you. Thank you very much. Um. Well, you're quite welcome, Damu. You have a good rest of the day and have a wonderful time on Monday with everyone, bringing that experience that only you can bring, you know, when you all bring all that alchemy together. It's just like a new creation. <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're well, welcome. Peace and blessings. Hmm? No, I won't be there. Not in spirit, but I'll be traveling. Okay. All right, too bad. Well, safe travel. Safe travel. Thank you. All right, you too. Peace and blessings. You too. Peace and blessings. Bye-bye. Bye.